Yes, people can be interested in new ideas when those ideas are expressed clearly and effectively. Welcome to the Research and Destroy podcast. Here's what we do. Step one, we take a subject. Step two, research the shit out of that subject. And step three, destroy the subject as we discuss what we found. With your hosts, John, Adam, and Justin. Hey, what up? This is John. Hey, this is Adam. And I'm Justin. Today's episode, we're talking about the paranormal. And we were really interested in this topic because it's so broad um, and it's kind of like a pseudoscience. It's really interesting to, to, you know, ever since we were kids, I think we've been interested in things like Bigfoot and ghost stories and uh, haunted houses and stuff like that. And so this gave us a chance to kind of get into that and, and, and read about it. Now that we've recorded our opinions, I think we should investigate to find out whether or not our opinions are based on good reasons. John, uh, do you want to start us off today? You know, I'd love to start you off, Justin. I'm, I, would, I would always love to start you off. I'd love to start you both off. I really would. So, so here I go. <laughs> you are the worst. <laughs> <laughs> prepare, prepare to be scared. Oh, I'm ready. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Are you guys ready for this? Or yeah, oh. I'm turning on some scary music right now. Cute. Ooh. <laughs> I'm turning on that. Are you ready for this song? <laughs> the the <laughs> NBA. <laughs> yeah. All right. What do you got? Okay. Well, this basically like so. The topic was paranormal. Um, I just got a ghost story. You know, classic. The classic mm. everyday ghost story. That it's simple. You're kind of you're you're kind of like the narrator. Like you kind of have to believe them, right, in order for it to even be scary at all. So mm-hmm. they could just be lying. But for some reason, these stories are freaking everywhere all the time. You always hear them. Somebody's always got one. I don't have one, to be honest. But this person has one. <laughs> so you just said everybody's got one. Well, not me, but, you know, like other people. <laughs> this is now John's story. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing paranormal has ever happened to me. It's all been pretty much goddamn normal. Wait, so, that's, wait, that's, wait real quick. Is that yeah. true? I, I can't I, – I tried to p- picture – in my 36 years, if I've ever seen 36, heard, come on. I, what? what? 36, come on. Yeah. <laughs> Give me 23. <laughs> well, the, the paranormal. <laughs> Episode over. <laughs> so I, I really tried to think, like, I don't think I've ever seen anything that, like, really like blew my mind and was like, I can't explain that at all with any sort of rationale. Didn't you have a cat but, dig out of its grave once? <laughs> didn't that, what? Didn't that I think you're, I think you're thinking of Pet Cemetery. It's no, a no, very, no. very good book by Stephen King. No, I know what um, I'm talking about. I'm just talking about talking. Anyways, so, so anyways, but I did find a good ghost story from a young Mexican lady. She will go unnamed, or we can call her Consuela. It doesn't really matter. Why will but, she go unnamed? Let's go unnamed because I don't know her name, but I know she's a. <laughs> <laughs> but I know research she's the Mexican. shit out of that subject. <laughs> but I, what's but her name? Know. Nobody knows. <laughs> Paranormal. But I know she's a young Mexican girl. She's fourteen. Consuela over here is <laughs> set in the mood. I see. Consuela is fourteen. Okay, she mm-hmm. lives. The whole block she lives on used to be a cemetery in the 20s. That was about mm, 90 years ago, right? Okay. So, so this is a pretty well, modern ghost story. It, it is pretty modern. That's why I kind of like it, actually. 
Okay. Um, because no, I don't often hear these things, and still, nothing paranormal has ever happened to me. Okay. So okay, go ahead. Cool. So she she lives on a block that used to be a cemetery in the 1920s. There was a storm, and so what happened was the remains of the people buried in the cemetery washed out. Yeah. So so someone so obviously no more cemetery. Someone buys the land, builds houses on it, and that's now you have a block of you know family things you know typical 80s movie you know uh what's the what's the one with the you thank you yeah so you know thank you so anyways so so she lives here with her family and they've had tons of experiences here but she focuses on this one in particular i guess because it's the scariest one so (laughs) it's it's a small house two bedrooms so it's it's like her and her sister share one and then their mom has the other or their parents i should say have the other um and then so Consuelo so Senior. Consuelo. <laughs> Should I just Senior. name all of them just for, you know, like context? I don't even know. No, that's fine. That's so fine. anyways, Consuelo. Consuelo yeah. one morning during breakfast or if you're Mexican, desayuno. Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> um, so her mom. Uh, breakfast? Her, her mom is. Uh, yeah, it is. Oh, okay. Pretty sure. Yeah. Um, anyway, so her mom uh, is an insomniac, right? Um, which I think is a good layer to this story, to be honest. Um, so it could explain a lot, but who knows? Who knows? So her mom is an insomniac, and she was explaining to her at breakfast that she just could not get any sleep the night before, which she figured, oh, it's not out of the ordinary because she has insomnia. She actually takes sleeping pills for it. Um, but then she had to pull Consuela to the side to talk to her about this past night, you know, this past night, you know, privately, like away from her little sister, right? Okay. So pull, pulls, her, pulls her to the side without her little sister in the room. And so she's thinking like, oh, am I in trouble for something? Not the case, obviously. So the little sister leaves the room, and the insomniac mom uh, started explaining to Consuela what happened the night before. She said she was laying in bed, playing games on her tablet. So this is like a very recent story. Yeah, by the like way. a tablet. <laughs> tablet. Right? Exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> so she's just playing games on her tablet. Corner of her eye. She sees someone peek into her room from the hallway. Okay. Weird. Mm-hmm. Now, boy, so, I don't like so, that. <laughs> you know, you're for, yeah. <laughs> As I'm like looking towards the hallway in my office. <laughs> Fuck. Isn't it weird when you like hear these stories? You start like looking around for like some someone to be peeking at you. But anyways, Ugh, so like up. she sees someone um, peek uh, from the hallway into her room. So obviously she's like, oh, it's probably just one of my daughters just going to the bathroom or something like that, right? So she didn't think anything of it. But then she saw someone peek around the door again. And then when she looked up, she, you know, thinking it was one of the daughters, she gets up out of the bed, you know, to tell him to go back to bed type of thing. Um, when she got to the door, there was nobody there. Oh, so she figured, that. <laughs> I, okay, this is, I know, I know. So, so this is when she decides to go to, to their room, each of their rooms. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> <laughs> the girls upside down, head backwards, hanging from the ceiling. <laughs> God oh, damn it, Consuela, get back in bed. <laughs> so, goes to their rooms and obviously is super confused because both her and her sister are sound asleep in their beds. Yeah. Okay? So now, th- so you're automatically freaked out, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Now, I'm reading this and I'm thinking, she does have insomnia and people with insomnia who don't get sleep um, mm-hmm. If you don't get enough sleep, you have a tendency to hallucinate. Mm-hmm. So that sort of st- stuck in my mind through reading this anyways. Okay. All right. Interesting so layer. She, yes. So, so she dismissed it at first, actually, which I thought was a little, you know, foolhardy. 
and just goes back to bed. Can I ask you a quick question? Yes, please. Do you believe in ghosts, John? Even though you've never seen one? Oh, boy. <laughs> Big question. Man, right now. that is a great question. I, you know, I've never seen them, and I'm a man of science. So my gut tells me that ghosts are not real, but. Uh, are you moldering it because you want to believe? I might want to believe, yeah. Okay. But why? But at the same time, why would I want to believe? Like, why do I want there to be ghosts? I don't know. Why would actually? Why does anybody want there to be ghosts? I just like, I'm trying to get I mean? I'm trying to get in your head when you're when you're doing this research and seeing like <laughs> if you're buying it or not. I try to avoid ghost stories to be very honest because you're I typically of ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it. clean sheets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hate laundry day. Why is that? Is I hate ghosts. Um, all right, and so... the laundry is filled with them. So you're so, telling me that she checked on the daughters and uh, checked she on the has daughters. Insomnia. They're both both in their bed asleep, right? Yeah. Okay. Now she has insomnia. She dismisses the whole thing, just goes back to bed, right? Mm-hmm. So a little while a little while later, she sees a person peeking into her room again. This time they walk into her room. Okay. And now it's it's <laughs> it's I, I get like I'm getting goose pimples now, just like reading it again. So let me just so, get this straight because we can see each other on this camera, right? I can see me. I yes. can see what's behind me. Adam can see himself. He can see what's behind him. We can yeah. see you. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but you can't see you because you just got the one monitor. Anyways, what were you saying? And, uh, are you guys making faces? <laughs> no, we're no. just watching what's behind you. A couple of goofballs. Anyways, so uh, – <laughs> I feel like oh I hate you guys now. I, see now I'm just paranoid that you're making faces behind. We're my not back. making no, 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 faces. No, 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 we're no, watching no, we're... in your webcam what's behind your back. <laughs> looking right now, very looking at... No, no. Okay. There so what are you saying about the ghost story? There are two pillows behind me. That is it. Uh huh. And something <laughs> on the wall. What is that? The poster. <laughs> you, you bastard. <laughs> oh, is your so, roommate just anyways. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't have a roommate. He died a year ago this very night. <laughs> right, John, did sorry. your roommate just come in with the laundry? <laughs> <laughs> he must have spilled it on himself. <laughs> it's a unique right. way to carry it. Yeah. All right. So the, anyway, the, per, the, shape, the person walks into her room. Yes, of course. This time the person walks into her room. Okay. And it's yeah. a, like a grown, a grown woman. Okay. Mm. Um, looked like she was wearing a beige. Going. beige huh that's a sexy color (laughs) parapornal sorry can we cut that one out (laughs) go ahead so anyways she's wearing beige bloomers so so ghost is wearing a (laughs) so this ghost is wearing a beige colored nightgown or dress um, which seemed to just be and it just seemed to be sort of floating around the bed. Okay. So it's off to the side of the bed and just goes from one side of the bed and floats over to the other. Okay. And just stared at the mom. Okay. The mom. Now I agree with the mom mom here doing at this point. Well, she's like, she's insomniac. So she's just laying there watching this happen. She's just playing with her tablet, like looking up every once in a while. (laughs) (laughs) She's about to win. <laughs> yeah. My farm was doing so well, not now. I swear to God, ghost, I swear to God. She's playing a new game called like Candy Ghost Crush. I don't even know. Scrabble. Ghost is not happy about this, so 
So All ghost, right. like, yeah, so ghost comes, like, from one side of the bed to the other, okay? So yeah. she's laying there watching this happen, and she wants to scream, get up, run, can't do it. Just stayed there. Like, frozen out in of place. fear? Yes, I, that's, that is my, that's my uh, assumption. Okay. So just frozen in place, forced to look at this woman, this, this specter, this apparition in front of her, just standing there staring at her. Huh. And she said, now she said, now, details here. The woman was wearing, beyond, of course, the beige-colored nightgown slash dress, was wearing a purple headband that was glowing in the dark. Okay? This is obviously, you know, super noticeable, right? Yeah. Because it was the only colored thing that was actually on the figure. So, after after this, the woman floats out, never comes back in. And the mom just, like, stays in the bed until the sun came up, right? Insomniac, right? Yeah. And and also, she was just too afraid to do it. Textbook, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. stayed up all night. Um, too afraid to do anything, stayed up until the sun came up, basically. So, <sighs> this, I, it's creeping me out, like, talking about it here. So, so she, she's telling this story to the big sister, and she says, don't tell your little sister, right? Obviously, little kids can't handle something like that. They'll never sleep either. Don't want to do that to a little kid. Yeah, I'm never going to mm-hmm. sleep again, so I get it. Yeah, yeah exactly. I mean, so, plus the kids yeah. would run around, like, would buy some purple headbands and, like, run into a room at midnight. <laughs> and just, like, <laughs> Every once in a while, the air conditioning in my house kicks on, and, like, my door isn't, um, it's closed, but it, like, shifts. So it, like, shifts yeah. in the in the socket or whatever. And I'm like, all right, air conditioning enough. <laughs> <laughs> so, the, so Consuela's 14 years old, and uh, I said she was Mexican because she's getting ready for her quinceanera, right, her 15th birthday. Yeah. Big thing, big thing uh, amongst Mexican families. So, right. so they bought, um, the mother um, had bought a bunch of, for the party, glow sticks and glow bracelets and necklaces to give out to the guests during like the, I guess the dance portion of a quinceanera, which I, I to be honest, I don't know how quinceaneras go. So I just know there's normally like dancing horses for some reason. But anyways, so. <laughs> what? I don't know. I kid you not. I, Okay. okay. Yeah, it's it's Dancing a thing. Horses, got it. So mom buys a big bag of glow sticks, glow bracelets, glow necklaces for the dance portion of the quinceanera. Mm-hmm. Um, stores them in the back laundry room. Okay. So the mom asks um, Consuela to go get the bag of glow stuff. She wanted to count how many they had to make sure they had, uh, you know, make sure they need to, need, need to buy any more for any more guests. Okay. So she goes to the back. She can't find the bag anywhere. She goes back to her mom. Says, "I can't find it." Her mom gets mad. And she just thought the daughter was just being lazy and didn't Beat want to look for it. Shit out of sent her, <laughs> sent her, sent her, <laughs> sent her back to look for it again. She goes back there again. She can't find it. This is so the, the mom. Yes. So the mom is like, "I'll go look for the bag." She can't find it either. First Sends mistake. the little sister back, and the mom's best friend. They can't find it either. And they're like, "Screw it. Let's just go buy more, or whatever." It's so a bag this, of what? Uh, like glow, glow sticks, stick. glow bracelets, glow okay. necklaces, those things that like you crack them, I guess. A couple of bales oh, of yeah. hay for the horses. <laughs> the, the dancing, well, and some shoes for the dancing <laughs> Yeah, horses. and we had some Tim's tap shoes, obviously. So, <laughs> so right. um, anyway, so like later, like months down the road, right? Not even thinking anything of it. Uh, Consuela goes into the laundry room, just getting a shirt out of there, finds the bag of, of like glowy stuff. Now the bag is, so... <laughs> The bag is open, okay? No. Mm-hmm. They, yes. So they look in there, and one of the packs of glow bracelets was open as well. And there's mm-hmm. supposed to be five glow bracelets in each bag. One of them is missing. No. Nope. <sighs> bruh. Bruh. All right. All right. You're not <laughs> now, supposed to say no. <laughs> yes, and? 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, so she knew she knew that her mom or, or her sister hadn't taken it, obviously, because they couldn't find the bag to begin with. So, you know, and obviously she couldn't find it either. So they knew that none of the three of them had ever touched it at all. <sighs> Later on that day, the mom said to Consuela, she knew that the woman she had seen in her room was the, was the one who took the glow bracelet because it was around her damn forehead. That was what was glowing on the damn apparition. <clears throat> <sighs> My music just kicked in and it's one of those like screeching like fingernails on glass things and it was just like <laughs> the perfect timing <laughs> i have to Here's say the, the fact that it was one of those like glow bracelets that you wear at a rave really is taking the spookiness out of this for me <laughs> I, I i kind of agree with you here's the thing they never found the missing glow bracelet and nobody <laughs> <laughs> and they never lightning crack <laughs> found yes go on and the missing the mom has uh-huh. never seen Mom has never seen the ghost again, so that is that. So, yeah, that's the paranormal. <laughs> so, what do you think happened, John? I think I think this house that was built on like an old 1920s cemetery. Ghosts get pissed at that stuff, man. They do not like. I mean, this is just like what well, wasn't about the Kingsmere. <laughs> Maybe it was. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I don't, man. <laughs> I, uh, ghosts do not like when their burial grounds are fucked with plain and simple and <laughs> yeah. they just and i don't know if it makes me wonder sometimes like are the in the movies they always make the ghosts out to be angry but mm-hmm. you can't really tell that they're angry they're just kind of like well i used to be dead here and now there's like a house so i guess i gotta like be hanging out in the house and then everybody's mm-hmm. like oh, oh what is that but it's like but but the ghosts <laughs> and then they just beat like, their wow, children over glow else. bracelets and it's terrible <laughs> The ghost is just like, I don't know what the fuck else to do. I just got to like chill in here now. So, huh. but everybody gets scared, obviously. So, yeah. man, that's yeah. messed up shit. I will tell you one thing from my research, my, just real quick. The difference between that I found out between technically a ghost and a poltergeist oh, is no. that a ghost haunts a place and a poltergeist haunts a person. That's what, really? I, that's what my research told me. So, this is definitely a ghost if it's around the burial grounds, unless oh. she was like Latina and then poltergeist, probably. Who knows? I don't know what the story <laughs> Why is. Why is that related? <laughs> I'm just saying, in general, it, it sounds like it actually is a ghost, not a poltergeist of the area. Or okay. it could have just been like a raving dancing horse. Yeah. Um, right. <laughs> so the woman, hold on. So the woman saw a ghost, and this ghost yes. went into her laundry room, yes. found a bag of glow bracelets, knew enough to do what to do with them, put one on its head, cracked mm-hmm. it, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like cracked it, mm-hmm. made a crown. And then You're laughing. Like, and then so, I'm scared out of my mind. So here's the here's the question that I had because according to the way that you told the story, I was assuming that the bag of glow bracelets was purchased after the night incident with the rave person. Was that not true? It happened beforehand. The, the bracelets were purchased beforehand. Hmm. Before Hopefully, the, I told this. No, you told it right. Yeah, because yeah, by yeah. the end, I, 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 miss, I missed it. I'm sure I missed it. By the um, end, I thought he it was clarified that the mom knew that the, the bracelets were there before raver goes. Yes. Yes, okay. yes, yes. Oh, okay. that's right, yeah. Gotcha, so, gotcha. Okay. All right. I was like, is there some time loop ghost thing happening yeah. here? Paranormal. <laughs> <laughs> Not bad, man. So, let's see. Adam, yeah. do you believe in ghosts? Uh, no. <clears throat> I also I know don't believe in ghosts. That's, I know, it's probably like a weird stance for a stink. I mean, let's be... I will, I will say that even though I don't directly believe in ghosts, as I grow older... Um, 
I believe more and more. I uh, not 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 necessarily, but I believe more and more in um, energies and manipulation of energies. Um, okay. Partially from my keto stuff and other things, but I I believe that there are like positive negative energies that could be kind of transmitted. Um, I don't know if I believe as far as like there's a whole spirit or a soul of a person floating about that I could see. Um, so in that regard, I don't really believe in ghosts, but I do believe in parts of that. Have you ever heard the thing that, and I don't know how true this is, and it's like something I heard when I was like 11 and was like, this is probably totally true. Mm-hmm. Um, that like when somebody dies, there's this like, you instantly lose like some, like a pound, like a half a pound or something like that. Oh, that, it's 21 grams. Oh, okay. 21 grams. That's it. Yeah. Right. So they, 21 gram. which they yeah. account for, that's the weight of the soul leaving the body. Yeah. Right. Is that what that movie's about? Yeah, yeah. Well, no. it's Will Smith. Will Smith kills himself. Oh, spoiler! <laughs> oh, my. when did I'm that movie just did it come, just came out? No, like six years ago. Hopefully. No, yeah, of course. Damn um, it! So, wait, so so right after you die, technically your body decreases in weight by twenty one grams. Like if you grams? die on the on yeah. a scale, instantly your body weighs twenty. Or supposedly weighs twenty one grams less. So they say what? that's the weight of the soul. Yeah. So you're that's Has the that soul leaving the body. I. Dude, who knows? That sounds... I don't know. That's so a that's, whole other episode, Adam. Yeah, but that I was wondering if you had heard... True. I mean, right, we should probably talk about the afterlife at some point. Right, all the different theories on <laughs> the afterlife. True. But uh, I would, I, I, it's interesting I, to think that there's science that could back up the it is interesting. and ghosts. But as soon as you die... I read about this recently, too. Uh, as soon as you die, your over the next few hours, your body temperature kind of skyrockets. Um, Isn't that for the bacteria? Because all the bacteria begin, yeah, like breaking down your cells. Your body stops it. fighting back, basically. Yeah, yeah. Right. So yeah, I know that maybe that. In my brain, I'm thinking, okay, maybe over the the next hour or two, when they pull somebody in and then weigh them, or I don't know how they would do this, but if they did that, maybe there's already some breaking down of right, tissue tissues or, or whatever. Huh. I don't know, man. I, I do. I th- I think that woman's full of horse. Uh, Horse tapping shoes. Yeah. <laughs> she's full of dancing horse. She's full of dancing horse shit. <laughs> That's what I think. I mean, I, I know that when uh, uh, when I had a cat that died when I was a kid, like it shit itself. So like, but the shit weighed tw- ah, but the shit weighed twenty one grams. Oh brother! Wow, <laughs> that is a big cat. I mean, they've been in fairness, they <laughs> have been weighing that cat shit its entire life. <laughs> Did how you respond you... with "Oh, brother"? How... <laughs> well, I'm saying "Oh, br- oh, brother" because I know you did not have any idea how much that shit weighed. <laughs> because we've talked about that cat a number of times. <laughs> you responded like a Charlie Brown cartoon, though. Oh, brother. Oh, brother. Yeah. Uh, I I do not believe in ghosts. I don't even believe in the afterlife. So, yeah, uh, you know. But I can't, I don't, I am not uh, pretentious enough to think I actually know. Mm-hmm. But True I have that. seen, I've seen no evidence of it. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And I, for me, I still enjoy hearing the stories. Oh, me too. I, I just like, I love stories in general. So right. I think any, any good, whether it's ghost story or other, you know, it ghost stories adds this weird kind of sense of macabre or whatever, whether it's it's that or anything else. I, I, I just like a good story. So if it's creepy along the way, too, then, you know, all Super. the better. <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah. Um, when uh, 
when I was a kid, like when I was in elementary school, that's what I would get from the library was books about like unsolved mysteries and, uh, you know, missing like the Bermuda Triangle and that kind of stuff. So this is like yeah. totally up my alley from re, you know, revisiting that from childhood. And this, that story, that was a good story, man. I like that. Yep. Uh, you There's nothing well, like I, a good ghost story. Yeah. yeah. Especially when somebody is like, I promise this is true. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they, they were convinced. Do you, do you think she really believed it or was she just trying to get attention? The Consuela senior. To be fair, Consuela never actually saw anything. So, what do you mean? And oh, I'm, right. Consuela never did, right? Yes. But yeah, Consuela the mom senior did. did. Consuela senior did. And <laughs> uh, it's senior. And <laughs> so, 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 but my thing was, I, I tried to like apply science to it first. So I was like, she's an insomniac. The brain starts firing off in weird ways when you don't get sleep. She yeah. might have just been seeing shit. But then the bag of glow sticks, one is missing. I mean, but I mean I, for all you know, it's just one of the kids misplaced it and now she's just completely she's a, what I think she's I think she's associating things. She's finding two the, things that are not related and being like, "Oh, okay, here's the connection." That's the easiest explanation actually. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. I mean, they just were like, "I'm pretty sure we had five. And like it's not like they were like Okay, go check the the register. You know, they have a whole <laughs> log of like glow stick inventory that <laughs> it's very important for she's you been know, keeping meticulous records of, yes. Well last <laughs> so was right, so when Can say Consuela Jr., the little one <laughs> they're all named Junior. <laughs> Wait, when a when a if a if a dad has a son if mm. I named my kid Justin with all the same names, would it be a? It'd be Justin Junior. Is that the same thing for a girl? That's not. No, a, there's no. But you could. They just don't call uh, it, call the girl Junior, right? I guess legally you could call a girl Junior. Yeah, it's weird. You can name somebody anything you want, I guess. Well, but, yes, I know. Yeah. They name people Superman, Batman, and stuff. Like I understand that. <laughs> yeah, but like, but like, has there ever been like a Jacqueline Junior? Right, yeah, I don't I have no idea. I've never heard that. Oh, you well, you what usually like is like Elizabeth II, right? Maybe that's like the that's a queen though. That's different. Well, I, I mean the non-queen Elizabeth II. Maybe you just do that numerically. Well, here's oh, why you can't do that is because typically women take on the man's name, so you can't be a junior because you don't have the exact same name as your mom. Oh, the exact oh, same name. Yeah, yeah it's the exact same name. Right, because yeah, so like <laughs> my grandpa was a. Uh, uh, James Michael? I don't know, whatever it was, but it's the same, right? Yeah. Huh, Welcome to the How to Name Humans podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what the hell are we talking about? Okay, uh, Adam, you want to go ahead? Sure. Um, <clears throat> mine is a little bit similar, and we'll talk about that. Well, not quite, but uh, there's some ties to it that actually I will try to weave in there as I tell the story. But I'm into that Adam's story. <laughs> I really right, am. Pr- uh, um, prior to that, um, I'm going to ask a couple questions. So first of all, I got, as I said before, before the podcast, I'll mention it here, I got on the trail of looking at some paranormal stuff initially and some kind of famous hauntings, and I was looking at poltergeists specifically, and I found some that were pretty interesting, um, and I found something else on a website that was somewhat questionable, and then I looked it up on some more legitimate websites and found what I found to be very interesting details. Okay, so yeah, I switched oh, topics. Okay. Um, cool. So, uh, I'm going to ask you guys a question, and you guys got to individually let me know what you guys think of it. So, I will say, when you think of the word 
Gremlins. <laughs> what do you think of Justin? Obviously, I think of the movie. I think. Okay. Okay. Uh, and what do they so, look? What do they look like in your brain? Um. So Gremlins and Goblins seem uh, related, right in my brain? Mm-hmm. But they're like little, probably greener, brown, grayish brown, grayish green creatures that are have wet looking leathery skin they probably have sharp little teeth uh eyes small eyes they look like a little humanoid creature with kind of claws and uh yeah i and i my understanding of gremlins is they uh they like are very destructive little Mm -hmm. sometimes they're like i think they're portrayed as like um spirits that like will come and torment a place okay that's, that's uh, about all John, I got. What about what, what about you, John? Is it my turn? Is it my turn? Okay. <laughs> so obviously, so Gremlins, the movie, too easy, Justin, too easy. I know. I got a more obs- I got a more obscure reference for you, my friend. Too. Have you guys ever seen Cat's Eye? Yeah, no. it's a horror movie. Oh my gosh, it's that's, from the '80s. Yeah. And it's actually it's actually three stories in one, right? They're all Stephen King stories, and one of them has Drew Barrymore in it. She's a little gr- she's a little girl. Okay, and there's a thing that lives in her wall, and at night it just comes out <laughs> of the wall, and it's <laughs> like that. No joke, no joke. The thing is wearing like a jester's hat with like the little bells that ding on it and stuff like that, uh-huh. and it and it crawls up onto Drew Barrymore's chest in the night and steals her breath. That's and it, this oh. is this thing is like the most stereotypical gremlin thing I've ever seen. Like when you. When I when you say gremlin, I think that thing right there, and it's small, like, like a little a bigger than a mouse, maybe I'd say. Oh, that small. Okay. Yeah. Maybe so, I haven't seen this movie. So you, you think of a little jester that steals people's <laughs> breath away. But it, but here's the thing: it, it's a, when you put it that way. <laughs> but but it's like it's it's not it stands upright. It's kind of stubby. It's like it's brown it's like a person, right? Brown like a creature, like a human. Yeah. But well, yeah, shaped. but like a human that's been malfigured, you know, okay. malfigured is yes. not a word. Malformed. Malformed. Thank you. Hey, um, nice work. But it's like it's like completely like gross brown, turtly looking skin type of thing, just wrinkly. And yeah, it's it's bad. It's it scared me. It still scares me, actually. So interesting. Uh, yes. Same with you, John. What, when do you think the, the concept of the gremlin came into existence and like how did it come about? If you had like an originating story, like how long ago do you think that happened? And ooh, you know, where did that where did that originate? Where did Gremlins come from? Okay, off the top of my head, I want to say somewhere in Europe, and probably from like fairy tales, like okay, Brothers Grimm type stuff, maybe. Okay, so, so like, hundreds of hundreds of years ago, then. Yeah, so I guess what was that like medieval times? So like the you know. 700 i'm not good with history okay <laughs> let's just let's just say a couple hundred years ago at least yeah, yeah okay i agree that with sense? That. probably in germany mm-hmm. if i had to guess okay. germany so grimm's grimm brothers grimm are from germany uh oh, and they oh, kind of anal- grabbed all those stories from other places they kind of cataloged a lot of them from around but prior to that there have been other people that have told many tales so you're also in agreement that hundreds of years ago fairy tales little um, buggers. yeah i'm sure that's where they started showing up in fairy tales yeah Okay. Like in the yeah, 1500, something like that, wherever, whenever Grimm's uh, from. I will tell you briefly that you were both wrong. Uh, that Gremlins I actually originated in the, 19, <laughs> in the 1920s. And they originated in England. There's something and on the wing. Yes, we'll talk about that in a second. And uh, they were never in any fairy tales. 
Oh, hell. They, no, they are okay. recent creations. Were they in Gremlin Tales? <laughs> <laughs> they were the stars of Gremlin Tales. Stars I digress. Continue. <laughs> we'll jump right into where Gremlins began. Uh, so, Gremlins, uh, the word Gremlin came from the word uh, Grimian or Grim, which uh, classically in Old English meant to vex or to uh, annoy. Why would it be um, named from Old English if it was from the 1920s? Uh, I don't know. It, it was uh, well, it's, well. I guess we'll talk about that in a second. But it, it did originate paranormal. in paranormal. <laughs> yeah, paranormal. <laughs> uh, everything in England is just paranormal. Um, yeah, yeah. So it actually it, it actually originated uh, denoting a mischievous creature that we used to sabotage aircraft in the Royal Air Force oh. in England. Um. It was slang. It's, it first appeared in the 30s, actually, but people said that they had been saying it since the 20s uh, amongst British pilots that were stationed in Malta, the homeland, uh, the Middle East, and, uh, and India, uh, with the, uh, the earliest published recording uh, printing of it being from a poem in the journal called Airplane in Malta in 1929. Um, people say they could have gone back to World War I, but there's no evidence of that. Okay. Um, like no recorded evidence. It no recorded been, it evidence. It could have been like, vocal, like orally told, but not. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Um, huh. So there's a couple of small things about it, but one of the one of the interesting things about it is uh, it was somewhat popularized by Roald Dahl. Um, Roald Dahl used to be in the uh, the Air Force for England, and uh, he uh, had some experiences actually, and had been familiar with this quote, quote unquote myth. For people that don't know, he wrote Green Eggs and Ham. <laughs> God, God damn it. <laughs> yep, that's the one. <laughs> we, will, we will not be talking about Roald Dahl anymore in this podcast, except for this next part. Uh, and uh, so he, he basically wrote uh, initially a story, which we'll kind of go back to. We'll go back to. Um, but the, the original uh, Gremlin was something that people started talking the stories around in the British Air Force. So uh, the, the, the people that initially saw it were of the, uh, what's the name of it here? Let's make sure. The PRU. The PRU. It's a branch of the um, military, Air Force. Which is, yes, it's a specific name. It's the people that went up very, very high to take uh, images over okay. the different places to, like over 10,000 feet right. to get images Re- of Reconnaissance Russia. unit or something like that, right? Correct. They um, had that back then? What yeah, I mean, was it? Right. Crappy uh, pictures about that. It was like late twenties, early thirties. Just a fucking. It's like you know those daguerreotypes. That's like the old thing with that, that the, the big like flash that's fire. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> all, it's just all clouds <laughs> and just blurry as fuck because they like don't move for ten minutes while this picture takes. Good job. Shards Jack. of like broken bulbs are falling from the sky. To <laughs> <laughs> Sir, how is intelligence there in this? Hundred thousand dollar aircraft. They put their head under the sheet, and then it's just <laughs> <laughs> smile for the Kaiser. Yeah. Quick, open the sheet <laughs> for the Kaiser. Long live the Queen. Oh man. <laughs> um. Anyway, they. Uh, <laughs> so it originated because people were uh, having issues in these planes, saying that there were weird creatures up there on the wings. Um, on the front of the airplanes and the aircrafts, uh, on the propellers sometimes inside the aircraft that were messing up uh, basically like oil lines, uh, propellers, electronics, all sorts of stuff. So 
it became kind of like a, a something people were talking about it in the Air Force specifically, and then it kind of caught on. Um, over the over the years, um, people were claiming that they had been they had seen them. They had they differ in size and shape and, and what they are, but they but they all kind of in general they all did similar things. They were all classified as basically mischievous. Um, they 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 usually. Um, if you were like a very positive flyer and you were doing things correctly and they liked you, they would assist. But if they were, if you were very like negative or salty <laughs> or something weird was going on, they, they lost would injure you. <laughs> so, okay. So did people actually believe in them or is that yes. what you just said where they were like, uh, like it was a fun so, way to play off malfunctions? So, uh, I was thinking the exact same question when I was reading it too. Um, and there are many, many, many cases that I found of people that were pilots or in the Air Force back then that firmly 100% believe that gremlins are real based Weird. on their experiences. Okay, um, and jumping back to Roald Dahl, he wrote his first children's book that he ever wrote was called The Gremlins. He wrote it in order to hopefully be able to sell it to Walt Disney um, to make it into a movie. Um, and the Air Force wanted part of the the the, the returns yeah yeah so it never ended up being made but he ended up making a book out of it in the end um because he he believed it but he also changed it a little bit cut to spinning newspaper coming at you headline says gremlin <laughs> gremlins drop h-bomb on the japs <laughs> oh yes kaiser's on the move <laughs> Uh, so, uh, Raul Dahl had his own experience where he had a crash land in the Western Desert, um, and in the '40s he was transferred to Washington D.C. That's when he started writing kind of about this stuff. And uh, they were basically tiny men in his story that lived on the RAF RAF fighters. Yeah. Um, and he Air also, Force. yeah, yeah, yeah. So he um, basically he ended up writing a book about it and ended up being very popular back in the day too during uh, World War II. Um, that was kind of weird, randomly interesting that he was kind of one of the first uh, people to kind of publish about them. Uh -huh. But I will say that um, besides that incident, uh, I have even the original from the Royal Air Force Journal from 1942, one of the first times that they actually publicly announced this from the Air Force themselves. So they, so the, even the Air Force was like, this is a real thing. These are, these creatures yes. exist. And so how do they get on the planes? Were they just magically appearing on the planes? Can they fly? What's the, what's I, the explanation for that? I guess I, they, people have said that they've appeared in multiple ways, but they haven't seen them flying specifically. There have been circumstances where they've been on the wings or whatever, kind of like making them turn and tilt whatever in the air. And then like people are trying to shake them off. And people have said that they've been successfully able to do so, shaking them off like so then off they fly down below. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so is it? Maybe you'll get to this, but is it something where John? Do you have any questions? I feel like I might be dominating the questions here. Uh, no. Well, maybe uh, Adam said he had some sort of relic from 1942, and I'm like, mm -hmm. how did Adam get a hold of this? Like, <laughs> shit, like, <laughs> Adam's a gremlin. Yeah, well, it's a wing of an entire it? plane. <laughs> Paranormal. <Yeah. laughs> oh, wow. That's funny. I'm gonna cut that. I'm gonna cut you saying paranormal in that creepy whisper. <laughs> like in the beginning when I'm like, today's subject is, and then you're gonna go. <laughs> Paranormal. 
Oh, side note, the PRU is Photographic Reconnaissance Unit. Oh, nailed it. Nice. Got him. Got him. Um, <laughs> so anyways, they, they eventually, they're, uh, so I'll get this part right here. So the, there is a big Battle of Britain, which is a huge kind of air campaign that was waged against the UK uh, by the Luftwaffe uh, in German Air Force during the summer and autumn of 1940. Um, there were a lot of cases of gremlin activities reported. So many, in fact, that the British Air Ministry even acknowledged the problem and made serious attempts to investigate the phenomenon. Weird. The ministry even went as far as to have a service manual written up by a grimlorist, <laughs> a pilot, a pilot officer, None. Percy None. Prune. <laughs> <laughs> An official document that consisted of a list of... Honey, the I got a new job. <laughs> I just what made up it? the title. Fuck it, I'm going with it. Grimlorist, what do you do? Uh, let's just tell people I do something else. <laughs> I'm going to sell this for Disney when I'm I'm Percy Prune. <laughs> I want a divorce. <laughs> um, I'm Percy so Prune. To, Grim Loris from the Royal them, Air Force. <laughs> it tells them how to, how to placate or distract them and various ways to avoid accidents due to their presence, such Chapter as not three, displaying bravado, Sorry. arrogance, or overconfidence, which was thought to attract the creature. Mm, yeah, makes sense. Um, so... That being said, uh, I have the actual official Air Force Journal thing here, which has a lot more than I'm going to mention today. But yeah, okay. I can say to you, it's, it's, it's word for word of what was in the particular journal. And there's conversations of these guys talking amongst one, one another when they were down off the planes about the gremlin activity. Okay. Um, so it's just, it's crazy because there's so many different instances of it and they're talking about it. And they all have something kind of in common about the entire thing. Um, so, but that being said, there was also a common song, if you will, or like set of lyrics that went along the Gremlin story to prove credence, which I don't know why you'd write a song to prove credence or something yet. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. That's what the ghost sounded like with the headband. <laughs> <laughs> that voice was scary as shit. I pictured that it goes with the headband to be like from the eighties coming out of one of those like Jazzercise courses. Commercials. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Um so there hold so, on. Were the were the Gremlins singing a song or the Air Force people were singing a song? The Air Force created this song or group of lyrics um to give I guess credence to the idea and to make it catchy so that people would like remember. Like who to blame or something? <laughs> it's it's very strange. It's very strange. But if you don't mind, I will recite it for you right as now. As long as you do it in the Percy Prune voice. Uh, <laughs> Percy Prune. Oh, um, extra, extra. I'm Percy Prune. Do you do you Maltese people have good British accent impressions? Or <laughs> you want me to do a class? Like, that's you're doing like a transatlantic accent, yeah, which yeah, I yeah, may right. be able to do. Let's see. Let's see. Maybe you can just mix them up and see what happens. This is the tale of the Gremlinses told by the PRU at Benson and Wick in St. Naval. And believe me, you slobs, it's true. When you're seven miles up in the heavens, that's a hell of a lonely spot. And it's 50 degrees below zero, which isn't exactly hot. When you're frozen blue like your Spitfire and you're scared of mosquito pink. When you're thousands of miles from nowhere and there's nothing below but the drink. It's then that you'll see <laughs> Sorry. Dude, this is amazing. Do not stop. Yeah, you're kind of killing it right now. It's then that you'll see the gremlins, green and gambogian gold, male and female and neuter, 
Gremlins both young and old. It's no good trying to dodge them. The lessons you learned on the link won't help you evade the gremlin, though you boost and you dive and you jink. White's one will wiggle your wingtips. Male ones will muddle your maps. Green ones will guzzle your glycol. Females will flutter your flaps. Naturally, yeah. yeah. They, everybody knows that. Everybody knows that one. Bunch of uh, flap flutterers. It has one. been so long since I had my flap fluttered, man. I'll tell you. <laughs> You're spending all day uh, guzzling glycol. <laughs> We're about a little more than halfway through. Pink oh my ones God. on your perspex and dance pirouettes on your prop. Cute. There's a spherical middle-aged gremlin who will spin on your stick like a top. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. Percy, you son of a bitch. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, Percy goes, Prune reporting in <laughs> the sexiest gremlin bastard. lyrics. Just <laughs> coming in. Uh, they'll freeze up your camera shutters. They'll bite through your aileron wires. They'll bend and they'll rake and they'll batter. They'll insert toasting forks into your tires. And that is the tale of the gremlins, as told by the PRU. Pretty, ruddy, unlikely to many, but a fact nonetheless to the few. Dude, that divorce hit him so hard. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. I have one thing to say. White people, man. White people. Uh, yeah, I hear that, yes. <laughs> Grim oh Loris and original Eminem, actually. Um, so that that was like a, a thing that, like, I don't know if it made it the airwaves or not, but, like, it's public enough that it appears in multiple places that Weird. they put this out as, like, a song. Yeah, yeah, like a they released remember. it. There are... Like, um, that- Sorry, like of that of that time frame, like of the of the like World War II time frame too. You know how they had those cool propaganda posters and stuff yeah, like that too. Yeah. There's a bunch of them that have to do with gremlins, like no. breaking stuff and tips no. for how to keep them at bay. I promise you, I could send you a bunch That's of them. That's awesome. <laughs> it's really cool. Like I mean, li- I would like to look. I mean, maybe not right now, but I want to look at those. That's cool. Yeah, I like that. I kind of want one now, actually. They, they, <laughs> I want a gremlin. Which well, which one? Which yeah. one spins on your stick? That's the poster I want. <laughs> Yeah. There's, the a spherical, that... there's a spherical middle-aged gremlin who will spin on your stick like a top. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, man. That's the <laughs> one that... that glycol. That's the one John Leary saw in that Dingle Dangle hat. Dingle <laughs> <laughs> Dangle hat. It was a glow stick. How dare you? Yeah. Oh, whatever you want to call it, buddy. Yeah. Call what you want. Um, tingle Dangle. So, kind of, kind of in the end to... to <laughs> Getting near the end of the story, it's it's something that the pilots from that era specifically. So uh, it wasn't just the the British too. I mean, there were reports from German uh, Luftwaffe having similar circumstances, and also American uh, uh, airplanes and pilots during around that time of before World War II and World War II also reported similar things. They, they all the, the Gremlins took different sizes and shapes and kind of did different things on the aircrafts, um, but uh, in general, they kind of were used used either as Maybe partially as scapegoats um, for just stuff going wrong with the old, you know, technical things. Or, you know, back then, the the air sealing in in some of these airplanes when you go very high up wasn't as good as it is nowadays. So there may there may have been also kind of similar to John's story. There may have been some kind of like high altitude hallucinations for some people, that's, especially in yeah. the initial units. That's what like I was one, thinking. It was like maybe they had the planes they were building didn't really provide enough oxygen and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right, I was gonna right. say like planes. 
planes were brand new back in World War One, basically, right? Like that was like like we had just invented planes. And now we're like, let's also invent warplanes for warring. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, and and these guys that originally found it too are you know the initial the photographing people are like ten thousand feet up. Like they're they're fucking high up there, right? Like so that's the people that originally high. found it. Yeah, I so bet that's they're, low they're, blood, low like not pressurized enough or something, right? Yeah, so I mean, to put our logical hats on, it makes sense that that was started, and then people were like, when things go wrong that they can't explain, or like Joe Schmo over there just like fucks up and presses all the buttons at the same time, and you're like, oh fucking Joe, uh, then yeah. you can just be like, oh the gremlins did it, and right. then there's That's like nobody to play. I thought it was right. that something, some you know, your doofus co-pilot or whatever, and then you're like. Or the mechanic yeah. on the ground, or whatever, and you're like, it's the gremlins. People, uh, and there was a quote um, so recently that I can't find at this point in time, but there was somebody who was did some research on this after the fact, and they basically said that this actually was probably a, a whether or not gremlins are real. The the fact that they had stories about them, and the Air Force was able to kind of blame some of these faults on the gremlins, whether true or not, yeah, it actually aided the morale of of the troops to a good degree like a common where they enemy. had something else yeah it was a common enemy that they could blame for certain things that was it kind of allowed them to keep the morale up too so that was kind of interesting because i was just like I, I didn't think about it that way initially it was just kind of like oh it's just stories for fun and like something to talk about in the trenches or whatever the shit um but and it started oh, as a uh like that like they were just using blaming it literally blaming the dumb mechanic and then it became like this thing where like, hey, I don't have to accept responsibility for the problems I'm causing. And then yeah, the, the so. actual leadership was like, well, we can use this to become a common, common thing that's like the boss we all hate. Yeah. My other guess as to where the word gremlins might have come from, or my second guess would have been that it was some like weird racist term that they use for one of those races that people like are all cool with nowadays, like Irishmen or something like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> Keep the gremlins <laughs> off our shore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know shit. what I mean? Yes. Yeah. Uh, Potato gremlins. So when you send that poster and they've all, yeah, they look like leprechauns, basically. <laughs> like, so, shit. yeah, it's, I, I thought it was pretty interesting um, and that it appeared that it was so recent, too, because I always thought it was like some classic fairy tale thing, too, like, yeah, you know, ages. goblins or whatever the crap um, and, and fairy tales. But I have taken quite a few different, like, um, classes on old fairy tales and stories in German and Russian perspectives throughout the years. Sorry about that. I had to throw that in there. But there, I, I can't recall <laughs> any any circumstance about there being <laughs> gremlins in any of those stories either. So it makes a lot of sense. Huh. Um, That's really fascinating. It's really strange. And there's just some awesome pictures and quotes. There's one that I almost, that I did some research on because there was one that was quoted. That was There was a guy that was a, an old RAF uh, pilot. And he has some other theories and he was telling about the story, which I have since debunked during my research portion, um, <laughs> that there was this airplane that left, that left San Diego to go uh, to Honolulu uh, in one of these older planes. And a couple hours later, they lost, they lost uh, contact with the plane. And then a couple later, hours later after that, the plane came back. And about, I think it was all, like 12 out of the 13 members were all shot um, and killed. And the side of the plane was kind of like scratched up and scuffed up. Um, and their, um, all the, their pistols were all discharged. And the only guy that was alive was like this co-pilot who was also shot but was still alive and managed to land the plane. 
And then like they brought him to the hospital and he died like on the way to the hospital. Um, And there was like no other way to explain it. So they thought there was some kind of weird malicious activity going on. However, that guy also has told some very strange stories in the past, apparently. And people say that like he's kind of crazy. So um, I tried to find some evidence of that. And there was some evidence of things like that, but not that specific circumstance. Huh. That's a... So wait, so they, a, so they, the spicy meatball, right? It's there. a spicy meatball. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So wait, they were trying to blame that on gremlins. Yeah. He basically said there was no other explanation. Weird. I mean, so going wait, to Hawaii. I mean, what else is going to happen? Mm. What happens <laughs> in Hawaii stays in Hawaii, right? <laughs> but he didn't even get there. It's gotta be gremlins. Oh, well, yeah. Okay. Well, I agree. No, debunked stamp. That was quick. It only took Man. 30 minutes for me to convince you of that. <laughs> yeah, uh, I imagine like the like the first white guy that lands in Hawaii sees the natives and he's like, oh, gremlins! You know? <laughs> Turns no. around, shoots all of his buddies in the face. Gets back to San Diego. <laughs> how, honey, how was your trip? <laughs> Not good. Uh, yeah, so that's that's pretty much the gremlin story. There's some other just random things that are interesting too, but I'm not going to list them here. But yeah, I thought that was pretty interesting and Dude, cool yeah. the kind of the originating story of how gremlins started out and uh the movie doesn't really tell it like it is it's just kind of its own thing <laughs> so smear job their cover-up it's a smear job yeah yeah are you huh. telling me cat's eye can't happen <laughs> good i don't think that's supposed to be a gremlin though is it or do they call it a gremlin in the man it i i, I they don't call it anything that's the thing was it on an airplane? Was this also in Langoliers, the movie, where Stephen King on the airplane? <laughs> it actually kind of looked like a Langolier. Uh, it just didn't eat the ground up or whatever Langoliers yeah. did. Yeah, yeah so. it's just, it just took Drew Barrymore's breath away. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a romance. <laughs> to, to be fair, J- Jim Carrey once took Drew, Drew Barrymore's breath away, so it doesn't take much. Is let me ask you this, uh, in, in the Cat's Eye? This is not about your thing, Adam. In, the, in Cat's Eye, the cat like saves the day, right? Like that's yep. how this, this is the whole story. Okay, I have seen that movie, well, but the, I don't remember. The it. idea is the cat appears. It's it's a movie of three different movies, right? Mm-hmm. It's like three different stories within stories. one movie, and okay. the cat shows up in each story and has a crucial part to play. So okay, all right, yeah, yeah. I've seen it, but it, I was like a little kid and it terrified the shit out of me. Paranormal. <laughs> oh, so good. Right, so uh, my guy, uh, my my thing. Are you guys ready to move on to the next uh, the next thing? Yeah, wait, real quick before before we do. What you got? Let me give a little bit of this flavor. <laughs> oh, so yeah, we're looking at the gremlins, our floor greasers. Watch your step. <laughs> Back up our battle skies. Back up your battle skies. Back up our battles. <laughs> gremlins are floor greasers. John, sometimes I think you're a floor greaser. <laughs> all right so so far this episode we have covered some really interesting things gremlins think it's fun to hurt you (laughs) (laughs) use care always their whole their whole campaign was like some genius was like uh edwards we we need a campaign he's like well i don't know how about back up our battle skies battle skies is that even a word (laughs) edward you son of a bitch They did make gotta, it one word, and I kind of like that. A battle, battle sky. Skies. Like, there's, there's a normal just, one. Goodness. Yeah. I got a whole song about it. No, no. <laughs> well, it's not so much a song as a, uh, a prose. <laughs> God damn it, Percy. Get him out of here. <laughs> what was it? It was named Percy, right? Uh, 
Uh, yeah, it's like Percy. Percy Buttons or something like that. Fuck, <laughs> 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 oh, I can't find his name though. I'll look it up afterwards. Yeah, Percy Prude or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. So, okay, um, so we've covered some really interesting things. Our our topic was the paranormal. Um, on and for like full transparency or whatever, we started as just doing um, like hauntings. F- mysterious hauntings or ghosts and uh i think we well not john but the rest of us deemed it too challenging mm-hmm. john mm-hmm. did a good I, you did a good job though i was i was uh riveted yeah <laughs> just trying to set the mood boys well you, nailed you said it. it good i yeah. got this audio still rolling over here by the way and it is fucking creepy yeah. <laughs> nice. i'm prepared so, yeah you are uh so we did ghosts we did gremlins what did you set out to uh research first um, I found a, uh, the black monk, monk of Pontefract, which was a, an old haunting that was a, uh, he was a poltergeist oh, okay. haunting in also England, I believe too. Yeah. And that's um, when your initial, that's how you learned the poltergeist haunt mm-hmm. people. Oh, okay. It's still an interesting story too, but I had to tell the origin story of gremlins. <sighs> that's way, yeah, that's really good. I did not know that. I, I had to tell it. So. All right. All right. Um, well, we're about to step into, uh, a few things that I think you will all be interested in. Uh, the, the big thing here is uh, demon, demonic possession. Yep, that's my thing. Yes. yes. All right. So we're going to go back in time a little bit to the uh, late 1960s, early 1970s. Germany. Spoiler alert, Justin will use the phrase, your mother sucks cocks in hell, Karis. <laughs> <laughs> is that from The Exorcist? It's The Exorcist, yeah. Sorry. Uh, yeah. Okay. I thought I heard back in time I, by Huey Lewis in the news, to be honest. Yeah. I use, listen, I use that, that phrase enough in my everyday life. I don't need to use it on the podcast. <laughs> All right. So, you uh, have a young son. <laughs> well, how else is he? <laughs> don't, don't. I saw where you're going with that. I was like, let's back the truck up, Justin. Yeah. All right. All right. God damn it, Adam. All right. So um, what I'm talking about is a woman named Annalise Michel. Uh, Mikkel, I don't really know how to pronounce it. It's a German name. She was young, uh, and uh, she was supposedly possessed by demons. Um, and beginning on her sixteenth, uh, beginning at sixteen, um, that's when she first kind of got the symptoms of being possessed. And it grew worse over nearly eight years um, when she finally lost her battle with evil during a <laughs> prolo- during a prolonged Catholic exorcism. Uh, she died at the age of twenty three. So I'll, tell, I'll give you a little bit of backstory here. Um, she was born in 1952. She grew up in a devoutly, somewhat extreme Catholic family. Um, and she was kind of a pretty girl, normal, bright smile, all these things, dark hair, just to kind of paint you a picture here. Um, and when she was 16 years old, she was in high school, and she uh, one day she had uh, convulsions and soon after that, it was noted that it was a seizure and she was diagnosed as, with epilepsy uh, by a neurologist. Mm-hmm. So she started taking medicine for her condition and she tried to continue her life to the best of her ability. Um, she finished high school, went on to college where she was studying to become a teacher. Uh, but the medicine did not really seem to be helping her and her problems didn't go away. Uh, over time... Uh, Annalise, she complained of seeing disturbing visions while she was saying her prayers. Um, and it's kind of interesting to talk about her religion a little bit. Her mom had an illegitimate child and had another child before Annalise was born. 
um, who died at eight, the age of eight. And so Annalise, uh, as a younger child, was trying to like atone for her mother's sins. So she was she was kind of fucked up in the head, anyways. Um, this is already the most German story ever told, by the way. <laughs> is, yeah. is this in Germany? It was taking place in Germany in okay, uh, right, right, nineteen late nineteen sixties, so like nineteen sixty-seven, oh. sixty-eight, which is that's when okay. she was sixteen. So mm-hmm. she turned uh, right. So she turned sixteen, or not turned sixteen. It's not the same day. It's not like her birthday. <laughs> 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 Happy birthday! <laughs> uh, whatever. Uh, so <laughs> let me stick to the damn story. So yeah, so she started seeing these disturbing visions while she was saying her prayers, um, seeing like evil faces uh, in places, and she would see like horrifying things. Uh, And then later she would start hearing evil voices giving her commands. Um, Like uh, wash the dishes or? (laughs) (laughs) Probably like evil commands. Tap dance Um, like that horse. (laughs) (laughs) Um, hide in a plane and take it apart once it goes up in the air (laughs) (laughs) um right so her family initially she was being treated like like a psychiatric patient because they didn't think it was demonic possession initially they thought it was you know she had this medical condition that's Mm -hmm. what the doctor said uh but she began suffering from depression and began hallucinating while praying and complained about hearing voices telling her that she was damned and would rot in hell um and her treatment in a – she did spend some time in a psychiatric hospital, but it did not improve her health and her depression worsened. Um, long-term help did not help either. She grew increasingly frustrated with like medical intervention. She was taking uh, drugs for this for like five years um, and she began to attribute all of this behavior to demonic possession. She even became um, intolerant of like Christian sacred uh, places and objects like the crucifix. Um I don't know. It's really interesting. Yeah. So was she, was she only experiencing these weird demonic words when she was praying or was that just like when it was most prevalent? I think that the, I think the visions were what during her prayers, she would pray and she prayed a lot. Like there's a, um, there's a term that they, that I used when I was reading about her and it's called genuflections and it's the act of bending or kneeing or touching the ground in order to reverence or worship like you've seen people do this where they kneel down and like touch the ground Mm -hmm. and she started doing it like she would perform hundreds of these rituals uh as she walked around (laughs) right so like she was well so like she was going she was like um an extreme catholic and uh so she was praying a lot i guess is the point so she maybe was seeing them all the time it doesn't really communicate that to me what i I would assume that like if you're a Catholic like that too, and you're hearing demonic voices, you probably p- pray more, right? Like you're just like, I gotta get, I gotta get this out every yeah, day. Yeah, I, I gotta get this ghost out. Okay, gotcha. Right? Yeah. So, um, she uh, there was there was at one point um, she went to a, a place called San uh, Damiano with a family friend. Um, she was going on a Christian pilgrimage and. Um, the the person that was with her noticed that she would um like shy away from like uh the crucifix and she wouldn't drink water of the holy spring like she would like purposely like keep a distance from like the visions of jesus and all this mm-hmm. stuff where she would like she, like she was you know the demon inside her i guess so the idea is the demon inside her was averted had an aversion to that 
in her defense, a cross is a goddamn torture device, and there's a half-naked dude hanging from it. Like, do you? Do I have to be comfortable around that? I mean, come on. Like, I don't know. I hate church. Yeah. <laughs> um, so one time, so there was an older woman. It was a family friend of hers that um, noticed that while she was on these pilgrimages with Annalise, that she smelled in quotes hellishly bad. <laughs> <laughs> okay that's, that's, that's an adverb that suggests thought, too much i would say <laughs> i read who the hell is this uppity woman so consuelo's um, mom was laying in her bed and a yeah. ghostly apparition came at her like well like your daughter's like mom i'm thirsty <laughs> yeah. yeah um and so she took her to see some priests and many of them said annalise needed uh annalisa needed a doctor uh, but after seeing a number of priests, one of them finally said she needs an exorcism. She's possessed by a demon. And they asked for it for a long time uh, for an exorcism. And like the bishop of the area would not allow it. And after, Wait, why? Because I don't think they really do exorcism. Like I think exorcisms, uh, if they're illegitimate, <laughs> if, they're, <laughs> if they're obviously illegitimate, that they would uh-huh. kind of um, make the take away the credibility of the Catholic Church. So they they're they're really wanting to do I know, but they they're really trying to prune grimlorist and exorcist. <laughs> but the but your in your thing they like believed it you know. Oh yeah. So it's it's really interesting because like they they had to like ask a lot of times and eventually the bishop. Um, uh, so there's these two these two priests a priest named Ernest Alt and um, uh, I lost track of the other dude. Two priests enter walk into a bar. And they asked this bishop if they could do this this uh, exorcism, and eventually he says yes. And um, uh, so they they start doing exorcisms. And I didn't realize this, but there is like a specific um, like documentation on how to perform exorcisms. Uh, it's called the, yeah, Roman, it, the Roman, Roman ritual oh. Roman ritual sixteen fourteen. Do you know about it? I'm sorry, I almost stepped on your whole That's story fine. there. But what yeah, do you know, what do you know about it? It's called the Roman ritual. Yeah, yeah. Wait, why do you know that? Uh, the Exorcist. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so, the, the movie's a classic, boys. Acquaint yourselves. I I've mean, seen he's it. Like, I'm, I'm, he's, I'm, like, he's like, I don't believe in ghosts. And for the next 20 minutes, he's just like, what if I believe in ghosts? What if I believe in ghosts? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, so the, the Roman ritual, I'll tell you a little bit about it because it was pretty interesting. I never, when I, when I saw that, like, I was like, oh, shit, there's like real documentation about it. So the hmm. Roman ritual is one of the official ritual works of the Roman Rite, uh, R-I-T-E of the Catholic church. And it's like a book that has, uh, it contains all of the services which may be performed by a priest or deacon. And so in this, it's essentially every ritual they do, but in that is crucifixion. Um, and they, they talk about what is it? What is a uh, exorcism in the Catholic church? What does it look like? And, uh, the Catholic church, you know, they authorize the use of exorcism for those who they believe are the be the victims of demonic possession. So, Go ahead. So this is like this is like something that has been written down in the books for a while, but no one really wants to do it because it's kind of strange to do so. It's like the restricted section of books that there's like we can do this stuff. It's written down somewhere, and we kind of treat it that it's like legitimate. But I don't want to do it. Well, so the kind of like it's it's the idea is they don't want to like overdo it because I think a lot of people falsely claim they're oh that's possessed yeah, by yeah, demons. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm not. I mean, you mm-hmm. know, depending on if you believe in it, everybody's falsely. Mm-hmm proclaiming but like 
every time somebody gets mad, they're like possessed by a demon. You know, they present yeah. every everybody that saw a gremlin was possessed by a demon. Yeah. Then what? Yeah. Um, so it's called what the lost the war. Extra, extra. The demons are possessing the gremlins possessed by demons. Yeah. Um, the first official guidelines for the exorcism. This is why it's called the Roman ritual of 1614 is because that's when it was established was that far back. Uh, they've been revised and they were revised all the way up until 1999. So they still have like an official how to perform an exorcism uh, Ikea manual, you know. 1999? <laughs> yeah, like that's pretty free- recently. I mean, I know it was 20 years ago, but yeah. uh, that's, that's still. That's recent enough. Yeah. yeah. Like it wasn't Must. in like the 50s before they had, you know, internet. <laughs> Yeah, Must have boombox and background playing Backstreet Boys while yeah. exorcism takes place. Yeah. You are. <laughs> okay. Hellfire. Um, <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> um, so, you know, and it was actually, uh, they created the, the guidelines because it was in demand. Um, it increased in the 15th century, and Catholic exorcists were both priestly and non. Some some exorcists were not actually Catholic; they were just you know people that were exorcists. And since every Christian was considered as having the power of power to command demons and drive them out, you didn't necessarily have to be a uh, in the name of Christ. You didn't necessarily have to be a priest to do it. So any Christian, technically, yeah. by that right, yeah, uh, can exorcise demons. I guess so if they know what they're doing. Well, they just don't uh, you know how to read, right? So they would they would use this thing called Vidi Retro Satana, which means step back Satan. What did you say? <laughs> no, I mean, like, just, they just need to know how to read, right? I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's all written down. Well, baby steps. Um, baby, baby step. Baby step yeah. back Satan. Yeah. <laughs> baby step back Satan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Um, so exorcisms. Uh, so basically, there's like this guideline, according to the guidelines, that were issued in 1999. So I know this is after the the events of the story I'm telling, but I kind of wanted to talk about exorcism a little bit in general. So this is what that has to happen. The person who claims to be possessed must be evaluated by doctors to rule out mentor, mental or physical illness. Most reported cases do not require an exorcism because they only regard genuine mm. demonic possession as extremely rare phenomenon that is easily confounded with natural medical uh, mental disturbances. So essentially, if you're crazy... Then they were like, "Okay, well, you're crazy. This is not a demon." But if they rule, so they would all just that put out, like leeches. They would just put like leeches on your forehead or something like that, and just like try to right. suck out the demons that way. Yeah, standard wooden yeah. teeth, you know, all that stuff. <laughs> so even though they they usually rule out a lot of them, and in spite of that fact, or despite that fact, every diocese is required to have at least one priest that is an exorcist. <laughs> Useful. Wait, wait. Now you know that guy gets bullied. In the uh, in the goddamn pulpit, you know what I yeah. mean. Like you know, the just, other priest just like just <laughs> you know up. they just they just put him in the confession room and just prank the shit out of him. You know what I mean? Under his robe, he has like steel studded boots. Yeah, <laughs> He's got, like black eyeliner on. <laughs> like they come in and they find him like was super wedged on top of the cross, <laughs> starring Keanu Reeves. <laughs> That's literally so, a movie, right? <laughs> yes, <it is. laughs> Called Constantine. Constantinople. Yeah. Is this is this still true to this day? Or do you have every everyone has to have a uh yeah. Yes, I think so. I mean that's the latest my latest records indicate. This is um, like one of those I, things. 
Hi, I'm John Larry, and I'm a card-carrying exorcist. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, like, this is one of the few circumstances besides, like, how awesome church architecture is that I would want to go into a church and look around to try to find that guy. Yeah. He's the one with the bat with nails in it. <laughs> so even so, even though they, uh, despite the fact that they, they're all supposed to have that, um, uh, and that the, the demand of, for, for exorcism has increased over the past few decades, and the number of trained exorcists has also risen. Um, prior to that, exorcists were kind of kept fairly anonymous, and the performances of exorcisms remained a secret. Um, but some exorcisms, exorcists uh, attribute the rise in demand of exorcisms to the rise of drug use and violence. So they, they kind of think like, eh, it's not really demons, or maybe they, I guess I don't know, maybe they think that doing those things lets the demons in. It's mm. not really clear to me. Because um, you can rule out mental illness, but like drugs isn't really mental illness, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but let me read you a couple signs of a demonic invasion. Is what they call it okay. here. Uh, let me check these boxes. Yeah. See if you guys are demonically possessed, real quick. Got it. <laughs> right. Check, check, yeah. and check. <laughs> uh, loss or lack of appetite, John? Nope. No. Cutting. <laughs> nope. All right. Just cutting. Eight. Yeah. Cutting, scratching, or biting of skin a cold feeling in the room, unnatural body postures, and the change in the person's face and body. So far, any of you guys possessed? Uh, <laughs> Stop making faces <laughs> at me, Adam. <laughs> um, nope. Yeah, okay, so changing the person's It just sounds voice. like a yoga studio. It does. <laughs> it's kind of chilly, and uh, yeah. not, usually those are kind of like nice, warm things, right? Um, so I'll say... <laughs> This was like the most obvious. The possessed person losing control of their normal personality and entering to a frenzy or rage and or attacking others. Okay. Uh, but yeah. I guess that could be attributed to mental illness, right? A change yeah. in the person's voice. Do it, John. <laughs> Your mother sucks cocks in hell, Harris. <laughs> Supernatural physical strength. <laughs> Not subject to the person's build or age, so they're like demon strong and not just people strong. Dang, Spe that's blatantly obvious. Yeah, well, like you're like okay, so you like sometimes like a mom if like their their kid gets trapped under like a fridge that falls over, they can like lift the yeah. fridge even though they wouldn't be able to either. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That can be like spo like so that happens in regular people where like an adrenaline yeah. rush lets your muscles yeah. do things they normally couldn't do. Um, I've seen so it. a number. So we're up to number eight: speaking or understanding another language which they had never learned before. Uh, knowledge of things that are distant or hidden. I don't, I don't really know what that means. What do you think that means? Uh, it's like knowing something is go. I've, I've actually. That's funny you say that one because there's stories of like. Oh boy, it's getting deep here. There are stories of Hindu, um, uh, like shaman or like medicine men or like uh, what? Would, what would you call like the high, like a high, like a guy who like meditates right. all the damn time? Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. I, I think those are probably some of the right terms. There's stories of them like, um, you know, whenever like Americans go over to India in the 60s and they're like, uh, this guy, uh, you know, we locked him in a room, but then someone came from the next town over and said they saw him walking over there. So like, like, that's and like, then that's astral yeah, projection or whatever you're just talking there's, about, right? There's that, there's that. But then there's also, um, there's one guy who said, uh, you know, he was an American. He went over there and he's studying under this shaman, medicine man, whatever you want to call him. Yeah. And He's never met this guy before, but this guy said, your mom died of uh, cancer of the kidney or cancer of the bladder. Stuff like that. Just you know unprompted I mean? he said that? 
That's rude. Yeah, and they're like, they're like, well, it, well, what he's trying to prove to him is that, like, yes, I uh, am a magical person. You know what I mean? Yeah. So he's like, or it's no, just John Edwards. He's just knowing the unknowable, right? Or he's gaming them. Yeah, doing that thing where he's got the audience. And he's like, I'm sensing a K name over here. I'm Katie. He's magic. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm sensing Katie your mother was. died of a. Oh shit. <laughs> um, <laughs> So uh, one other thing is prediction. So we're up to number 10. Prediction of future events, sometimes through dreams. Makes sense. Yeah, yeah, Levitation yeah. and moving of objects. Expelling of objects? What does that mean? Uh, it's 21 grams, my friend. <laughs> uh, yeah, but okay. An inten- <laughs> intense hatred and violent reaction towards all religious objects or items. Well, um, antipathy yeah. towards entering a church, speaking Jesus' name, or hearing scripture. I mean, I think I pretty much have antipathy towards that stuff. I'm like, yeah, whatever, you know. Yeah, but some of these are symptoms of a vampire as well. Let's put this into into perspective. Well, I didn't follow that rabbit hole, but probably right. (laughs) (laughs) She's in Germany. She's getting close to Tristan. All right. So let me talk to you a little bit about the process of an exorcism. Oh, Um, yeah. Yeah, so I think this is this is where I kind of like I don't really buy into religion, Christianity or any religion, but Christianity. But I really like religious symbolism. Like mm-hmm. I like I like the. Um, it's fun. It, it well, it's not, but like Revelations has a lot of really cool imagery. I like seeing that mm-hmm. depicted as like the God coming down and smashing the earth or whatever. I think that's all very cool. So like exorcism mm-hmm. kind of is like that too. Angels um, fighting gremlins in the sky type yeah. of thing. Yeah, one yeah. can fly, one can fall. It's like a, live. This is like the old superhero movie, the old Marvel comics for you. Pretty much, yeah. The <laughs> old Marvel comics issue number one. <laughs> I'm possessed by Daredevil. <laughs> Dude, Jesus's origin story is dope. <laughs> What's well, a superpower? Well, he <laughs> has twelve friends in his mid thirties. <laughs> Back then, quite an accomplishment to even make it to your mid thirties, man. I'll tell you what. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right, so what's your new steps? What's your new okay. Step? Yeah. Okay. So that was those were the signs. <laughs> so the process is uh, the exorcism uh, of of the person possessed. He may be they may be restrained so that they, they don't harm themselves or any other people. The exorcist then prays and commands the demons to retreat. Um, the Catholic priest recites uh, prayers of Our Father, Hail Mary, and the and I actually don't know what this word is. Ath. Athanasian Creed? I'd never even heard of that one. The other two I knew. Um, probably because it's super hard to say and the other ones are real easy to say. That's probably why I've heard the other two. <laughs> like, yeah. like Athanasian Creed, I'm something has to do with Athens, right? From It's not Athena. spelled the same. It's A-T-H-A-N. Um, oh, never mind. Never yeah, mind. So I don't know what it's from, but... Uh, so, so, okay. Really so, fast. Real yeah. fast. Um, yeah, yeah. It, it, since we're going into this, are we, are we assuming that she, this girl we're talking about, ticked all those boxes i think she ticked some of them okay i don't know okay. I, it's not you need to have every one of those it's not like well four, 13 or 14 you're not possessed yeah yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. i think that okay. it's oh yeah yeah okay uh so where were we oh so they do those those um, prayers the exorcist follows these procedures listed in the ritual of the exorcism uh from the ritual romanum which is what it's called in a cooler way <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um uh, so that's the exorcism revised. That's it was revised in '99 uh, by the Vatican. And seasoned exorcists use the ritual renanum as a starting point, but they don't always follow the formula exactly. 
Um, the Gale Encyclopedia of the Unusual and the Unexplained describes that, uh, as what I read, that an exorcism uh, was sometimes a confrontation and not simply a prayer. So they're like confronting the demon in this person. Um, and once it's begun, it has to finish no matter how long it takes, because if the exor- this is what they believe. If the exorcist stops the right, uh, again, R-I-T-E, then the demon will pursue him, which is why the process must being finished is so essential. They like believe that's that, like, what happens in the movie, dude. Really? No, no yeah. wonder nobody wants to fucking do this shit. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Yeah, no shit. Um, and so after the exorcism has been, so they do all these things where they're like holy water and commanding the demon out, and apparently mm-hmm. that power in that every Christian or whatever. Right. So yeah. they, they, you know, so they, they have that power to do it. So if the exorcist stops the right, it'll pursue them. And after the exorcism has been finished, the person possessed feels a kind of release of guilt and feels reborn and free of sin. That's it's a quote. Um, but not all exorcisms are successful the first time. It could take days, weeks, or months of constant prayer and exorcisms. With that guy, <laughs> that exorcist guy, the, the the guy has been elected to do the exorcism. He has to take days, weeks, or months to keep this thing. I mean, rolling. it could be it could be a team of people. Who knows? Like sometimes and- it doesn't work, and they're still possessed. And they're waiting for the person that they're trying to exercise the demons from to say, I feel good. And I knew that I would, right? Right. No, 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 okay. No, no, no. So they're just waiting. They're like, they're like, you feel good now? You guys feel good yet? I've done so like three good. billion Hail Marys. So God. good. <laughs> dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> so, yeah. She's like, are you even taking this seriously? I've been having this for seven and a half weeks. <laughs> Oh, yeah, it was this terrible German music. Just, the power of Christ compels you. Are you there yet? I'm close. I'm real close. <laughs> close. I'm real close. <clears throat> All right. So I'm gonna. So now you, we've kind of. Do you have any questions about that? I'm not sure how much more I can answer, but uh, it's interesting seeing that they have like this all like. I mean, I guess they're pretty. Uh, doc. Uh, they document a lot of stuff, right? They're yeah. all about a book, so. <laughs> So we're we're under the assumption right now that this process is going on with Our Lady. Yeah. So all those things are happening. So now I'm going to start talking about. We haven't gotten to that yet, but yeah. Um, okay. So we'll jump back to Annalise's story. Um, mm-hmm. So in 1975, uh, she's 22, I think. Um, she and her parents stopped seeking medical attention because they had asked for the exorcism, and after a long time, eventually the exorcism was granted. So in 1975, they stopped seeking uh, medical advice and gave over Annalise's fate to the Roman exorcism ritual. Uh, Annalise, the priest, and her parents truly, like literally, truly believe, pardon me, believed she was possessed. So they, like, they really thought she was possessed. And um, Annalise uh, said that Judas, Nero, Hitler, Cain, Lucifer, and others were inside of her. Full house. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> And <laughs> so I'll just run through that list real uh, quick. <laughs> Judas, <laughs> Nero. So is that it? Like, are like that, those are the only people inside of her, and others. So what over. A slut. Okay. So. <laughs> so okay. So, over the next ten months, Father Arnold Renz and Pastor Ernst Alt, the most German names you've ever heard. Mm-hmm. Performed sixty-seven exorcisms on the girl, and it's, it's so this, the 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 thing I read said it was important to note that every action taken during these rituals was condoned by Annalise. She wanted them to get the demons out of her. Sixty-seven times. That's a lot. 
over 10, like how many is that a day? So 10 months, let's make it, you do the math for me real quick. That's a lot, but, but, but so much so that, I mean, where do you, I guess you draw the line at 67, but why? <laughs> well, I'll tell you why. <laughs> Let me get there. I'll tell you, I actually will shed some light on why stop at 67. Um, sometimes the seriously ill Annalise would perform hundreds of genuflections. So that's the kneeling stuff during mm -hmm. these rituals. That's when she was really like praying and trying to touch the ground. Um, it's rumored that her parents, she was so weak, sometimes her parents would actually have to help her stand back up after them because she was very uh, malnourished because she had loss of, loss of appetite because of the, uh, you know, she, she yeah. read the first first one on the list. She was like, well, I got to do that one, I guess. <laughs> that's, that's, that's me. I got to commit <laughs> yeah. now. This yeah. place is so hot, I can't deal with that. Yeah. She was just trying to get medical marijuana, and she's like, sometimes I lose my appetite. <laughs> <laughs> okay, also, uh, we get it. Yeah. yeah. Right. Uh, which is not really, it's, it's pretty, it makes sense because she had stopped eating altogether for some time uh, because uh, she believed it would lessen the evil's control over her, not eating. I don't, do you have any idea how that, why that would work? I couldn't, I couldn't understand that. By not eating, the demon will not have control over her. Like it would lessen. It sounds like, it sounds like some sort of like guilt, shame ridden thing. Like, you know, uh, wow. like gluttony, you know, like gluttony is like eating too much food. I don't know. I, I, am I, am I in the ballpark? <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking of it like, uh, like you're having a baby, right? Like if you, if you had a baby inside of you, the baby eats off that food. So, so maybe she's like, feed. I'm not going to feed the demon oh. inside me. The demon Hitler. Oh. I think his vocal cord is attached directly to me. I think <laughs> feed the, feed the demon, I think is a, a slogan for an energy drink. <laughs> I, I was going to say, it sounds like a metal band. And yeah. I'm pretty sure I heard that song. Uh, <laughs> um, what is the guy? Uh, Matt, Jim Math. I'm Jim Matthews. And we, and we are <laughs> feed the demon don't, don't feed that demon man <laughs> no um so there are claims so i don't know how like on board you are with her being actually possessed or not or is she just crazy and then they're buying mm -hmm. into it with the the thing but um there are claims that she spoke several different languages or i guess the demons and souls trapped inside her did during the exorcisms but there are i think there are tapes they're like audio tapes of this so she doesn't speak any of these languages in the tapes no she does she does say things though she does say some there's a video of her saying some like fucking scary stuff um like the voice it's it's terrifying um so uh, she 10 months of exorcism 67 exorcisms you asked why did they stop well she died <laughs> oh. <laughs> wow that that just rode off a cliff pretty quick <laughs> um wait so right. from not eating yeah so she died of dehydration and malnutrition um, in 1976. Oh so God. she started in 1975 and she was 23 years old. She weighed at the time of her death, 68 pounds. Oh my. Um, and her father and her mother and the exorcists were charged with, um, homicide. Oh, or they called it negligent homicide. Yeah. But Germany has a lot of, uh, interesting perfect. rules about, uh, sorry, they, they have a lot of interesting rules about how people get like sentenced. Mm -hmm. So like the parents didn't get any, Thing they they'd suffered enough, like the German justice system. Uh, I, just yeah, to turn, it was, like they already they already the done their time. Was time served. Yeah, right, I get it. Yeah, of. yeah, yeah. What, they, about, what about the exorcist though? Did exorcist um, get time? They were convicted to three years in jail, and then I think they got shortened, like super shortened, and they were just on probation for three years. Dang, dude, that's yeah. 
during the trial, it's pretty interesting. During the trial, um, evidence of the uh, possession worked both for and against the defense because 42 of the exorcisms were audio recorded. Um, I'm sorry. Um, did they arrest the priest for possession? <laughs> And I'm switching my mic off. (laughs) Good night, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Yeah, so they 42 of them had audio recording, and there were various pictures of like her looking like really sick and bruised and covered in sores. Um, And in the tape, she is horrifying, which really works for the defense because that she was possessed. That she looks possessed. Like Mm -hmm. the pictures of her are scary as shit. Like it's like uh, just I don't even know how to describe it. You'll have to. I'll have to send you some pictures here in a minute, but. let me see if I can find. Maybe I can find. One I'll, quick I'll close my eyes. Yeah. <laughs> you don't like that stuff. Yeah, that stuff. That stuff freaks All me right. out. Well, I, I won't do that then because it's somebody basically talking. <laughs> Fun. Right? How old was so, she? Twenty-three. Mm. Send yeah. it. <laughs> 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 it's like I'm not happy about this. Zip. <laughs> you are a goddamn monster. Oh my god. Uh, you know what I like about young dead 20 year old girls I get older they stay the same age (laughs) Jesus Christ you nasty Uh, (laughs) Um, I'm sorry not sorry 42 of the exorcisms were already recorded there were pictures of her looking like sick but she also looked possessed so if you look at that picture she looks like she looks kind of really normal like a normal person if you see the first before picture and then the after picture she looks kind of Terry Shivo-y actually to me the after picture is is uh it's like oh please don't talk to me i haven't had my coffee yet you know what i mean <laughs> but like <laughs> in a ling- but it, but in a language she doesn't know because hitler, hitler knows it why would why would demons know other languages like hitler spoke german right <laughs> she's german <laughs> yeah like what all yeah i mean whatever I, whatever i guess that's because that's an evil person in her mind because she I guess she didn't grow up during it, really, because she was born in 52. Why are they always invaded by, like, a famous evil person? Yeah. Why isn't there, like, random white slave owner or something from the 1800s? You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. Because, sorry, if you have have that other thing with the demon checkbox where you know other things that you shouldn't, wouldn't you know other people that you should? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, right, right, yeah, right. I just, uh, you'd think, but, so if this is real, if demon possession is real, uh, one of the interesting things I found was that, um, the, or the thing that they kind of realized the tapes made clear that she was, she was really sick. Uh, she was ill and no one was making her eat. And a doctor had said that even a, a week before she died, if she had gotten some medical attention, then she would have survived. Like they could have nourished her back to health or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, but even so, it said it said it's certain that possessed or not, Annalise should have been cared for better. Duh. True. <laughs> um, oh, true. Right. So it's interesting. the The trial uh, it started in 1978, and because of the nature of like a murder by exorcism, drew like a lot of media attention. Before the court, doctors testified that she was not possessed, stating that this was clearly a psychological effect because of her strict upbringing and epilepsy. And her just going crazy, I guess. This but, never happens in like any other religion, does it? Like you almost, you almost have to be Christian to get possessed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. Right? Like, <laughs> like you, like, like. There's no possessions in like the Hindu religion or like Buddhism or anything. You know what I mean? Like really nobody convenient. gets possessed over there. 
Yeah. Uh, oh, what's that? I'm just saying it's really convenient. <laughs> well, I mean, but, I guess, yeah. Yeah, it's convenient. Or maybe like, there's like a, there, maybe there's an assumption that, you know, since there are these quote unquote devils or whatever that you can get, you know, invaded by, then the only way that you can get them to infest your body or whatever too is by believing them in, in them in the first place. I don't know. Maybe there's a pre maybe there's an assumption there. Yeah. Plus I think the Buddhists don't believe in um owning anything, so no possessions. Yeah. <laughs> that's why. Um <laughs> that's funny. that. They definitely, you know, they, p other people have looked at, uh, oh, so there was, a, there was a doctor that the priests had consulted about her health that said there is, um, oh, where's the line? Because it's kind of amazing. Mm -hmm. uh, as a doctor, I have to say there's no such thing as possession. That's one of them. That's somebody in 2005 commenting back. One of the other doctors told them during the exorcism, there is no injection against the devil, Annalise. I'm like, God <laughs> thanks for, thanks for, thank you for nothing, doctor. <laughs> shall we begin um, oh. <laughs> uh, I'll show myself out goodbye <laughs> oh, oh I thought you mind. wanted weird quotes and quips oh that's not the right thought <laughs> alright well that's what I'm a doctor of goodbye <laughs> why well, I thought this business would work I got oh, it. Dr. Comedy to the exorcism <laughs> I guess I'll just write more poems for the German or, or for the RAF <laughs> For the Luftwaffe. Percy Prune will never be a doctor again. <laughs> uh, they, they, uh, so you guys want to hear a little bit about uh, demonic possession in general? Or are we yeah, feeling sure. good about that? Okay. Yeah, good part, so part. demonic possession, it's funny that you say that it doesn't exist, but it, it does exist in Buddhism. Um, oh, boy. In, in Buddhism, a demon can either be a being suffering in the hell realm or it could be a delusion. Um Sometimes a practitioner will go to a local Buddhist healer for treatment. So they, they, I think they feel like they're suffering in hell. Like that's not possessed like the way it's uh, mm. uh, materialized in Catholic possession. But it's like they okay. have it, – it's, so it does happen. Um, so then they believe that the demon will depart to a different realm. Um, but I think that's that. I wonder if that's Bud like actual Buddhist belief or like local superstition reflected as people that are Buddhist have like that's interesting. That. Um, hmm. But so that's just that's that. But essentially, the idea is right, we obviously we all know demonic possession is um, people being like taken over by uh, malevolent mm -hmm. uh, beings, demons, devils, whatever it is. Um, and they can erase their memory, their personality, cause them epileptic fits, which I'm a little worried about, John. Um, ah. I got you good. Um, <laughs> so many cultures actually have some concept of demonic possession. Um, and they go all the way back to like Sumerians, which is like, is, I have mm -hmm. no idea. Is that the first culture? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that, that that's the one culture they always said, like, saw you stuff. Oh really? So UFOs? Yeah, yeah. They like they put start. rockets. They like drew pictures of rockets on their walls and stuff like that. So I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, so they they had um, they also believe that all diseases of the body and mind were caused by in quotes sickness demons. So uh, okay, here we go. Yeah, these guys are these guys are idiots. <laughs> that's before like something like oh shit science. <laughs> I got um, gremlins in my jam jams. <laughs> <laughs> I can't breathe. I can't breathe. <laughs> I can't stop pooping. Uh oh, you got one of them sickness demons. <laughs> the little ground. What did you call it? the dingle dangle? <laughs> Where's that cat? Get, get this doo doo demon out of here. 
<laughs> that is that is crazy though, because like <clears throat> that one, you you'll never know whether or not you know she was actually possessed, right? Because she's now died due to the exorcisms. Like it's not like Fucking she went on to go to treatments and now she's on some drugs and she's like feeling a little bit better and now she can talk to people about it. It's like no, like during the actual bajillion exorcisms, she died. So that's kind of like an unresolved case. Yeah, um, it is. I, it's. So there's a lot of like there's movies based on like you maybe even heard of the movie the um, Exorcism of Emily Rose. Yep, is based on one. that. It's based on that story. Yeah. Oh, really? Uh, is it? Yeah, it's it's Ooh. yeah right. So they Americanized it, but and changed the name to something that isn't hard to say. <laughs> that's <laughs> but that's what it's that's what it's based on. Hmm. Um, but yeah, so they they've been their demonic possession has been in all cultures kind of since the beginning. Uh, it's very prevalent in the Christian Bible. I guess they do believe that certain people can be possessed, uh, but it's not like it in Catholicism. It's big. It's a big thing. I mean, that the, the data for Catholicism is like paragraphs and paragraphs of stuff. And the thing for like Ju- Judaism is like, yeah, they're kind of into it. <laughs> <laughs> you just read it and it goes, do Jews believe, believe in, you know, demonic possession? And it goes, eh. <laughs> <laughs> eh. <laughs> <laughs> Catholicism is like A step A A1 A2 A3 A4 step oh 2 Oh my god. It's like a bunch of different stuff. They're nothing if not dramatic, my god. Yes. And so it's it exists in Protestantism, which is like I think evangelicals fall into that. Right? I think you're right, yeah. And so like evangelicals kind of they use it I think they almost use it as like theater like theatrics yeah. instead of like, I don't think they real like, you know, you see people like smacking people on the head, like on a yeah. stage to get demons out of mm-hmm. them. But I've seen people also smacking vacuums on a stage to get demons out of vacuums. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how much I, how much I believe in it. Uh, what do you guys think of, what do you guys think of demonic possession? The real thing, Adam? Um, I think that once again, I think it's for me, it's similar to ghost stories. I, I don't really believe in it. Um, partially because we just we just talked about where if it depends on religion, then what? How does it make sense, John? <laughs> I believe in smacking a vacuum until you get the dirt devil out. <laughs> you son of a bitch, dude! You knew as soon as I said vacuum, he's like, right, dumb devil, so I don't forget it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't think that I believe necessarily in, in demonic possession in any way, shape, or form. Um, and I, I much more believe in mental illness and the fact, like you said in the beginning too, that the family situation with the with the other kids and the kid that was died at the age of eight and that kind of stuff too. Like, yeah, yeah. I think there's huge, like, strange ramifications for uh, weird events that happen in a child's, you know, adolescent stages. Absolutely, so I, I, which... I much more believe in that. Yeah, right. There's the pseudo, not pseudoscience, but uh, psychology behind it. Yeah, yeah. Like what's, like what's the demon's goal? Like what's the end game here? Like just every few years or so, like snag one random human, you know, chill out for like seven weeks or sixty-seven days or something, and that's it. Like the 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 idea, right? Maybe I don't know. So based based on my extensive movie watching. There is an ongoing battle between heaven and hell and the human race is where they fight that battle, right? Mm. So um, there's... Maybe. Based on I, the movie Constantine like... with Keanu Reeves. <laughs> 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 but, 
That's not research. Yeah. Do you believe in the devil? No. You should. He believes in you. Ah, thank <laughs> you, Keanu. <laughs> I, I'll tell you what. That movie's one of my guilty pleasures. I watched it a lot. <laughs> I knew it. Yeah. I knew it. Well, I like it. It's fun. It's based on a comic <laughs> yeah. book. Never seen it. No. Um, however, I will say that I think, in, in my opinion, the I don't think that that would be the case for if that were if if they're really devils or demons taking over people. I feel like it would it, it takes place on in people that are exhibiting some kind of like overzealousness towards religion or overzealousness towards something whatever that gives them that crosses them over a particular threshold where the demon or devil could technically possess them based on how intensely they believe something. Right, because there's there's like a fine line between having too much faith. Like, you can almost go so far that it's like, well, this person's really easy to be possessed, right? Mm -hmm. Like, that's if you're a demon, you're like, well, I'm going to take the guy... Like, you're not going to take the guy who's, like, on the fence. You're going to take the guy who's, like, super (laughs) hardcore, like, faithful, right? Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. Like, as a show of strength? Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah, I mean... I mean, if like you're trying to win, fight. you got you got to take out the general, right? Like you got to like if you if you're yeah. fighting a battle on Earth, you know, you go go for the top dog. Yeah. You know, first day in prison, but, punch the biggest guy. <laughs> right? yeah. Same yeah. same so, scenario. So in this same. case, a 23 year old girl. <laughs> <laughs> well, she started out at 16. So good job, demon, you idiot. Good 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 job, Hitler. <laughs> this is why they always lose. I mean, it just you know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, that's, not there's the balance. Good job, uh, Hitler. Well, it was Hitler. I don't really know who Nero is. I know he something burned, right? Nero did something burning. Did he burn something? Who's uh, Nero? Yeah, yeah. character from the Bible? No, no. But Judas is. And that's somebody else that they said. I thought Nero was like a, a person, like a... Oh, Roman oh Nero emperor. was an emperor. Roman he emperor. The last Roman yeah. emperor. The last Roman emperor. Of the, Ju- the Julio or Julio Claudian... Oh, God. I can't even read that. So boring. <laughs> anyway, I think, uh, I think Justin's speaking in tongues. <laughs> I want to talk. I want to say one more thing about. Uh, so you said other religions there aren't there, but um, Islam also has possessions. Well, come on, that that one's a gimme. You know what so I mean? You like, can, that's just uh, kind of... So they have, but they have two different types, which I thought was interesting. So we have like it's just demons, uh, devils, and it's all kind of mixed together. It's like, well, pick your pick, or uh, Satan, Hitler, or Judas, Hitler, Nero, Nero yeah. right? Yeah. Um, you can be possessed by Satan himself. All right, mm-hmm. may as um, well. So he's uh, and then you can be possessed by Jinn, J-I-N-N. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I mean, I've been possessed by Jinn before, but like, uh, it's a, <laughs> a whole other. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it's oh, like oh. like like genies, kind of. I think that's the same word, same base word. Yeah, Jinn is the the actual technical term of word of genies. Wait, yeah, so can we just? Can we just guess like the things that like that like Islam uh, people think you can be possessed by? Uh, do you think we should can do take, that on, our, I, on record? Can I, take, <laughs> can I take one guess? George yeah, yeah. W. Bush. <laughs> yeah, right. Possessed by the devil. The white um, devil. Damn. I thought you were going to say something like magic carpets or something. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, Jafar. Yeah. <laughs> Ah, Iago. How do you can you do the voice? <laughs> um, but there have definitely been a lot of a lot of people that were supposedly possessed by uh, a demon, and then there have been a few people that were like, "There's one." There they had one person named Martha Brozier that in 1950 or 1556 she 
was famous for pretending to be possessed by a demon. Like what? That's I don't it? Yeah, I mean, it's just yeah. she pretended and then somebody discovered her by making her oh, drink yeah, yeah, yeah. holy water or something. Dude, one of the... <sighs> One of the ones that the, the the poltergeist things too, I was looking at too. Some of the some of the young kids were like convinced people that they were possessed as well, and yeah. by like throwing their voice like with ventriloquism and with altering their voice by having like malformed vocal cords and things like that too. Gross. So they were able to like mirror like mimic it like the noise like in real time and stuff, which was like really weird and interesting that they found that out. Um, but yeah, in the same vein, like I think I would have believed this this story a lot more. If this girl, if Annalise was like, I'm possessed by like a demon or like a devil or a bunch of demons or devils and not these specific humans that have existed in the past, all grouped into one terrible person. She she did say Lucifer. So. Oh, he was in there too. Oh yeah. He was in there too. Uh, Bingo, bango, bongo. She check mate paranormal. (laughs) (laughs) All right. That's a pretty good thing to go out on. Um, Guys, what did you, what did you think of this, uh, this topic, John? It's it's always interesting because, I, as I said, I'm a man of ration, a man of science, a man of, you know, common sense. But I am drawn into this shit like no other. Like, it is just, <laughs> like, yeah. it has to come from somewhere, all of it. Ghosts, well, the Gremlins thing, like, that was like, that was like, that's, that's that was sort of a downer, actually. I was like, oh, all right, that's it. That's, that's <laughs> typical, typical British. But like, <laughs> <laughs> Like how how British of them, but yeah. but like exorcisms and ghosts, like this stuff, like it just keeps happening somehow. Like no matter what, like no matter like we get more and more like scientific and rational, but like things like this just keep like showing up, and so it's coming from somewhere. I don't know where. So, do you hmm. think so, Adam? What did you think of this topic? And then I kind of have something to talk about to John of what he just said. Uh, similar. I think it's very interesting. Um, I don't usually look into this kind of stuff. I think a lot of it is, it's interesting when I hear about it, but I don't usually go out and research it on my own. Um, that being said, similar to the uh, kind of the stories that we've just talked about before and even the last podcast, I I liked researching it a lot and I found the stories to just be interesting because I like yeah. interesting stories more than anything. Um, so kind of the the inception of an idea, kind of how it evolves over time, and how it gets received by the public and what it turns into is always an interesting evolution. Cool. Yeah. I, I, um, you, John, I agree with that. Yeah. It's, I didn't know what I was going to find cause we started researching ghosts and it was kind of, we like in the first day of looking at the subject we we're, I mean, John, you actually found a really compelling story and you told it well, but I, I, like I, I started looking and I was like, okay, all of these are basically two sentences. There is a ghost that throws plates. And I'm like, all right, next. There is a ghost that <laughs> slams doors. Next. And what what story is there to it? Well, it's a ghost. And some people think it's a woman. And she has this mm-hmm. headband on. And it's real stupid. Oh. <laughs> 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 uh, but I think you said, how does this keep happening? Right? And it's like, uh, I think it's like uh, the way people explain something they can't explain in any other way. So they like kind of concoct a story because like your brain has to your brain is like a pattern machine and it, it, so it's going to find like, it's going to find things that you don't understand and try to like map them to things you do understand. Mm-hmm. Right. It's true. I mean, in some instances, like it, picturing a person floating across your bed and stealing, um, you know, rave, rave, uh, where, 
<laughs> I don't know what's going on. Maybe they were just hallucinating from lack of sleep because that, that thing definitely happens. Um, yes. But I thought this topic was awesome. I don't think this will be the last time we delve into the paranormal because it's a, it's a very broad topic and there's a lot more to talk about, I think. A lot of cool I just want to talk about, about – I mean as, as much as – I just want to bring up the movie Cat's Eye as much as I can. I feel like it's an <laughs> underrated – just like – I mean if, if you're a kid of the 80s, you know, you really should know about this movie. Tune James in Woods next. is in it. Oh, really? I, you know, I have, I've seen it, but it's been literally probably 30 years since I've seen it. He plays a guy who's trying to quit smoking, and it turns Hello. bad. Oh, I, I, I didn't want to spoil Spoiler anything for alert. you, sir. There's a cat involved with it, too. Oh, yeah. The cat takes yeah. up smoking. <laughs> <laughs> He's got- uh, I think that's probably going to be how we wrap up the episode. Uh, you got you boys have fun. I did. I did. Um, you know, and I have one more thing to add, uh, if got? that's okay with you guys. Absolutely. Um, great movie. Uh, great movie title. <laughs> no, hold on. Hold on. You, you, you haven't heard me out yet. I swear it's to God, a, it's cat's eyes. It's, <laughs> it's a it's a movie that stars a cat and and quitting smoking. It's called Cat Patch Fever. <laughs> I'm this sorry. Episode, this that's episode amazing. is sponsored by Dust Devils. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. All right. So, okay. So if you want to uh, get in touch with us, we'd love to hear your ideas. Um, it, you can reach us at show at research and destroy podcast.com. You can find us online uh, on the web at research and destroy podcast.com. And you can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash research and destroy podcast. You can also subscribe to us on Apple podcasts and you can listen to all of our episodes on our website. Thanks for listening. Bye. 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 It's your story. Now you, you, you decide what is right. 